You are locked into Locked On Badgers on a Wednesday. Wisconsin basketball is back. The Badgers are playing Minnesota this weekend in football for the Big Ten West Division title. It is a packed week here on the show. I'm Asher Lowe, joined by Ben Kenny, And as always, we're bringing you all things Wisconsin basketball and football here on Locked On Badgers. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. If you are on Apple, hit that subscribe button. If you are on Spotify, hit that follow button so you never miss a Locked On Badgers episode. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Badgers for updates on guests and what we're talking about, all that good stuff throughout the week. Make sure you follow us there. Ben, we're starting with Wisconsin basketball in the Maui Invitational Championship game. They play St. Mary's because they defeated Houston, a team that if you listen to my Maui prep, episode on Monday. I did not expect Wisconsin to beat. I expected that to be the game. But I did not expect the Badgers to come out with a win. They did behind Johnny Davis's 30 points, back-to-back career highs in, I was about to say in Maui, in Las Vegas <laughs> for Johnny Davis at the Maui Invitational. What a performance. Man, I, I just hope NBA scouts were not watching. Uh, yeah, Somehow, I, I just hope it was on some streamlined TV where every scout across the country just was blacked out from watching because that was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. The first half, I think, was the best half of Wisconsin basketball since I got to school. Huh. So that, that would be 2017. I have no scientific way of denying that. Neither do I. There are other great halves of basketball. Indiana on the road to win the Big Ten Championship, the first half against North Carolina last year. There were good halves of basketball, but I think that one was the best one. The quality of opponent, Ben, the fact that Wisconsin's so young, the fact that this Badger team held Houston to 20 points and dropped 40 on them, 40 to 20 in that first half. Houston basically flipped the script in the second half, winning the second half 43 to 25 and coming almost all the way back. They could not get a shot off at the very end. And they had a layup. They were just about two seconds late from getting that layup to tie the game. Johnny Davis was everything from the get go was everything had five of Wisconsin's first seven points. Then the Badgers jumped out to a 17 to four lead in this game and never trailed after that. They almost did a couple times in the second half, but Wisconsin came away with the 65 63 win. What were your biggest takeaways before uh, I jumped in? I mean, when you compare this game, which is a win against a great team, to the Providence game, which was a loss to a really solid team, the one factor you look at, Jonathan Davis didn't play against Providence. It's night and day how different the team performed. And I know you're going to talk about the shot quality and all these metrics that I can't wrap my head around, but apparently Wisconsin got great shots against Providence. They just couldn't hit anything. And most of their offense was Brad Davison playing a little bit of hero ball, chucking up threes. And I they ended up clawing back and I, I love the fight that they showed, but it showed like that. That was a young team. They couldn't get it done against Providence with a really good big man. As soon as you put Jonathan Davis on the floor with this unit, they're a different basketball team. And even in the second half, when it wasn't Davis doing it, when Tyler Wall scored, what, eight, nine straight points, I, you really see everyone around him get better just when his presence is there. And then, I mean, the numbers speak for himself. 30 points, four of seven from three, six of six from the line. He, and, and he was the guy at the end of the game with the ball in his hands. I, I don't remember a time where I was confident in a Wisconsin basketball player with the ball at the top of the key with a shot clock running down, everyone else on the side, just ISO. I, I don't remember a time where I've been really confident in that person going to get a bucket. People were talking about the last possession a lot, Ben. I saw on Twitter, Wisconsin was up by two. They had the basketball 65, 63. 
Johnny Davis has the basketball in his hands, Ben. And I saw some people complaining about the shot he took. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah, completely. You wasted 30 seconds off the clock, and that led to Houston not being able to get a shot off. And he took a really good look, a step back on the left wing, long two, had a chance to seal it. And Ben, like you said, I felt comfortable with him going one-on-one to try to win you the basketball game and seal it. And that is something I haven't felt in since I got to school at Wisconsin. Yeah, it's somebody being able to do that. It's one of those things that guys that play that well and are that good in that situation can kind of do no wrong. You kind of live by them or you die by them. So if he hits it, it's great. If he misses, whatever, he's the guy who got you to that spot anyway. It's kind of like great NBA players. You give them the ball at the end of the game. They're the reason you're even in a position to win. So they have the ball in their hands to hit the shot or to miss. But no matter what, you're happy with with that. What You're happy with the process that led to it. So, yeah, I'm with you. So getting into the shot quality, which you – All right, wait, love. wait. I need to pose the question to you. I, I saw a tweet that you retweeted, and I don't understand the wording of it. I understand what shot quality is. I, if you're an offense that can get into good shots and good looks, you're in the long run going to win basketball games. It says – this Wisco team looks truly special. Getting better shots than a really good Houston team. Asher, special? Is that the word you're about to use to describe this team? That yes, just had a great win, but is still young, and we still don't really know what to expect? No, I wouldn't go quite that far. I didn't tweet that, but... I, yeah, I you retweeted it. Well, because I like the shot quality metric. Anyway, they've looked special. I'm not saying they are special. They've looked special early in this season. Absolutely. And once again, they got much better shots than Houston did. And according to the shots they got, they win that game 65% of the time, Ben, over the Cougars, a team that I thought was going to give them serious problems defensively with Marcus Sasser, with their length on the interior. Uh, They have a bunch of different guys and they have a really good system around those guys to get stops, to force teams uh, into bad situations offensively. And they've done it to many teams over the past couple of seasons. Wisconsin completely negated that and got really, really good looks, knocked enough down to win the game. Didn't knock, didn't knock everything down. Like had a bunch of looks they probably could have made as well that they didn't make, but almost every shot they got, I felt like, especially in the first half was a good shot and a shot that I'm happy with. And the start was everything. The defense also in the first half was phenomenal. Johnny mm-hmm. Davis's hands defensively, the amount of deflections he got uh, or n- near steals that ended up being steals. And he ended up with four steals, but Man, I felt like every possession he had a deflection early in that game. He was getting it on both ends right from the get-go. I thought Stephen Crowell had his uh, one of his better games, to be honest, especially in the first half. I thought he had the best first half uh, of maybe anybody outside of Johnny Davis and, and really helped pace Wisconsin on the interior, really did a good job defensively for his size and his stature. And that was something I was worried about against bigger opponents. But some of those have a, a huge front line. Uh, they have an athletic front line, but it's not necessarily a huge front line, if that makes sense. And their front line is not where they go for offense. And I think that is what favors a Stephen Crowell. If you have a front line guy that you're going to give the ball to and say, go bang in the post and get your buckets, that's where he's in trouble. And that's where he was in trouble against Nate Watson and against Providence. That's not who Houston is. They are a team that relies on their guards for their offense, Marcus Sasser, Kyler Edwards. And I think that favors Wisconsin defensively. I think that Wisconsin is going to be a lot better against teams that heavily rely on guards to go get you buckets versus saying playing a Kofi Coburn or playing a Trace Jackson Davis. I think those are going to be really problematic matchups for this team. And we already saw it with Nate Watson. 
today is going to be really interesting. I want to say real quick before we move on, because St. Mary's a well-oiled disciplined machine. It's not going to be the prettiest game to watch ever. It's going to be really long possessions. There's not going to be big room for error for either side because this game is going to be close. It has to be close. There's not enough possessions and they're too disciplined for one of these teams to run away. And neither of these teams really wins games by running away from the other. That's not really how they, how they do it. But St. Mary's can post up a lot of different guys. They're not necessarily the biggest guys, but they're really skilled, whether it be they post up their threes, their fours, or they don't just post up their bigs, whether it be Toss on the interior, whether it be Fotu, who had an amazing game uh, early in the tournament against Notre Dame, went off. They, they post all these types of guys. And so I'm curious to see how Wisconsin responds defensively. The Chucky Hepburn versus Tommy Cousy battle might be the most funny matchup to watch ever because Tommy you're kind Cousy of is like your you're kind of talking into the ether right now. You realize that, right? I'm just telling people to watch, watch that Cousy Hepburn matchup. And even if this is already up and you're listening to this and the game's already going on, go watch it back because you're talking about your grandpa at the YMCA playing against that kid that just gets into people, but your grandpa knows how to get around him. Like your grandpa knows yeah. how, to, how to, how to use his aggressiveness against him. That is going to be a really funny matchup to watch. And I'll stop talking into the ether. Now we can move on. Today's episode. No, it's more who, who the hell knows about. I, I don't even know the name of the, of the guy you just said. We'll, we'll know I'm it today, but you'll, you'll know him. You'll know him if you watch this game, he's their starting point guard. And he literally plays like uh, your, your, your uncle who played D one basketball. who's not playing at the Y. That's how he plays. And, and he's really good, really good college player. Today's episode, Ben, is brought to you by Prize Picks, the leader in college sports daily fantasy. It's daily fantasy made easy. All you do is pick over under on any number, whether it's yardage, touchdowns, interceptions thrown. You can take over or you can take under. It's that simple. You can take it on the app, App Store and Google Play. You can also go to prizepicks.com and make sure you use the promo code locked on. To get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, promo code locked on. Two to five players over under on their projections. It is that easy. You went up to 10x on any entry. It's you versus those numbers at prize picks. Time to talk Badgers, Gophers. A Big Ten West championship is on the line. Winner gets to play Michigan, right, Ben? Mm. 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 I, I have officially taken the Wolverines plus eight and a half in my picks of, of the week, which, by the way, season long are, are quite profitable. So if you want to make money tail, but I, Michigan plus eight and a half, I don't need the 10. I don't need the 10 and a half. Just give me eight and a half and I'll be happy. I, they could be playing Michigan legitimately. It could happen. It could happen. But let's talk about the matchup at hand because it's not a walk in the park. It's not a given that Wisconsin ends up in Indy and beats Minnesota. Even though Ben's smiling right now, as I say that it is not a given. I'm going to be steadfast about that, but it's a game Wisconsin should win. It's a game where Wisconsin should be able to shut down the Gophers on the ground. Ben, it's a game where if Wisconsin takes care of the football, as we've said all year, if the offense doesn't just beat themselves as they have early in the season, uh, as they did early in the season, and as they haven't as of late, Wisconsin should win this football game. Yeah, their their toughest game of the season after the win streak began was last week. It was against Nebraska. I, I called it even tougher than the Iowa game just because of the matchups on the field. And, and we saw it play out with Adrian Martinez. So this game, when, when Wisconsin played Iowa, they were playing a near mirror image of their team, almost down to a T. 
Both had quarterbacks you didn't trust. Both needed the run game. Both had great defenses. This Minnesota team is really interesting. Uh, we know Mo Ibrahim went down week one, torn Achilles, and he'll be back next year, by the way, which kind of sucks for us, but I'm happy oh, for him. Good. Yeah, he should be back. But Asher, they're down to a redshirt freshman, Kai Thomas, and a true freshman, Marquis Irving, who's nicknamed Bucky, by the way, which I find funny, uh, at, at the running back position. Now, they Minnesota need, needs a run game almost more than Wisconsin does but they do it in a very different way. You're not going to see your eye formation. You're not going to see your classic, you know, old school big 10 type running plays. They do a lot of it out of the shotgun. They like to use the boundaries. They like to not play with pace pace. Like we've seen some teams try to beat Wisconsin with, but they are definitely a little more up tempo than the Badgers are. So they need that run game to succeed. After that, we know who Tanner Morgan is. He was great when he had Bateman and Tyler Johnson a couple of years ago. Now he's, he's okay. Right. He, he's not going to wow you. He's also not going to be a complete disaster. So I if Wisconsin can somehow get him into making tight window throws, that'll be big time. Um, it, it's an offensive attack, frankly, that doesn't scare me at all. When you look at where Wisconsin's strong and we talked about it after the Nebraska game, I don't think the defense struggling against the Cornhuskers means anything for this contest because one completely different team, but two, Minnesota doesn't have the personnel to go out and utilize the things Nebraska did to find success, right? They're not going to be able to do those delayed tight end releases because the, their quarterback can't run like Adrian Martinez can. And, and frankly, he isn't as dynamic as a player. So, so I'm confident in, in what uh, the Wisconsin defense uh, will be able to do the Minnesota offense. Um, then when you go to the other side of the ball, Remember last year when their team historically bad on defense and, and even they allowed Wisconsin to run on them. And, and we know what Wisconsin did on the ground season long last season, this four, three that I, they're still led by Boyan Mafe, Mariano, sorry, Marin at linebacker, Jack Gibbons. It, it's, it's a defense that is much improved from last season and frankly has been playing pretty well, but it's also not, it, it's not really to the caliber of the defenses Wisconsin's played. So I, I'm looking up and down the matchup and, and Minnesota as a team, and I can't really find a place where they definitely match up well with how the Badgers are right now. I just can't. Home field, I guess, but that's really it. Yeah, I think that we were expecting, obviously, a different Minnesota team, and they've been a little bit beat up. And then they have some weird losses and some weird wins on the year. That's kind of the thing about Minnesota. They have been playing – up to their competition, I'd say, overall. And then on the flip side, down to their competition at times as well. Obviously, a, a home loss to Bowling Green is a pretty mm. wild, wild mark on their mm. record this that season. That was a fun one. Yeah, but they've they played up and they've played down, and I expect them to play up to Wisconsin, not necessarily really stay in the game and have a chance to win well, the I game. Mean, I think they're going to play up to their competition. Here's my thing. I mean – I, when you look at their schedule, remember when Iowa was coming into Camp Randall and I, I asked the question, like, who have they really beaten? You know, like they've had some impressive performances, but Minnesota beat Miami of Ohio at home. They beat Colorado, who is a shell of a football team. They beat Purdue on the road, probably their best win of the season. They beat Nebraska by seven, but so is everybody which is a, it's still impressive, but we've seen every team in the country beat Nebraska by one possession. They roll over Maryland to uh, they're not good and they can't win big 10 games. They destroy Northwestern. So is everybody. And then they beat Indiana last week. Indiana's lost every conference game. You know, they lost when they actually played a team with 
with a really good defense and somewhat similar to a team of Wisconsin, which is Iowa. Just they're kind of like Wisconsin. There's not as good in key areas. They lost to Iowa. There was one game where they really could not run the ball at home against Illinois. They lose that game. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just really not, I haven't been sold on them being a good team all season. I haven't. And they went on a four game win streak. That was okay. But they were poised to let down right after that. This, I just didn't think they had a sustainable attack. They're on their fourth and fifth running back, you know, and for a team that needs to run the football, that's just not how you win. And they had the best running back maybe in the country coming into the year who wasn't oh, definitely. And so it's, it's a tough injury to have. And you're right. It's probably the most important injury they possibly could have had. And, and it sucks. It sucks, but I'm glad he's coming back. I am glad he's coming back. We'll, we'll finish it out in just a sec, Ben. But first, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the place to go and take Ben's Michigan money line pick if you want mm. it. But he's taking the eight and a half. But if you want the money mm. line, BetOnline.ag, you can get either. Number one spot for all your sports action this Thanksgiving. Make sure you use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Here's a promo that doesn't actually exist, but I'm going to put out there. For Wisconsin to make the playoff, Asher, coming at 14 in the ranking, they need five two-loss teams to lose this weekend. I believe a parlay on that would be plus 2,500 about. So if you want it, DM me on Twitter. Do you still have, like, like of all the things you said, and I guess we're still in a bet online ad, but Ben, <laughs> of all the things you said that had to happen, is there still a path? Mm. Oh, absolutely. The playoff. No, we can do it next segment. Absolutely. Right. I'm, I'm about to do it next segment. Let's audible and do it next segment to start it. Uh Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the game. Built Bar is the bomb, whether it be coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia, all the flavors, low carbs, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being really delicious. So many flavors, Ben. Another great thing about Built Bar, I mean, you can get 15% off at lot 15 promo code at built.com. And you almost, you almost had a chance to win a free Bilt Bar box. But unfortunately. But Asher's a fraud. Oh, no, no, no. I was very clear about the deal. But I think I should make a new one because sure. that one probably should have should have hit. So I think I'll make a new one. All right. Any ideas? I'm thinking right now. No. It's off the top of my head. I'm stalling because I'm thinking. But built.com is the place. Promo code LOCK15 if you want to get your own box. 15% off your order at built.com. Promo code LOCK15. And we're going to save that for the ad, for the last segment. So now we have, out of the ad, we have two new things to talk about here on Lockdown Badgers. Just going off the cuff on our third segment of the day. I, I was trying to find this, Asher, but one last thing on Minnesota. I It's simplifying a complex issue, and you could say the same thing about Wisconsin's team. But in wins this season... 1,600 rushing yards, 19 touchdowns, 4.75 yards per carry. In losses, 663 yards, five touchdowns, 3.68 yards a carry. So if, if Wisconsin's rush defense succeeds, I don't see how Minnesota scores a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get off schedule now. That, 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 that was what we were supposed to talk about. Mm. So how does Wisconsin make the playoff, Ben? All right, I'm, I'm re-pulling on my tweet. Okay, so – one of the things we needed to happen last week was Oregon losing to Utah, which, by the way, was the biggest lock of the year. It, it didn't happen. It happened. They got absolutely pummeled, um, which is interesting for Oregon's Rose Bowl chances. That's another story. There were a lot of other things that kind of needed to happen, like Notre Dame losing. That didn't, obviously. They, absolutely, they boat raced uh, Georgia Tech 
which is funny because Wisconsin could end up getting Jack Cohn to the playoff if, if it beats Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten championship. Anyway, there is a, the, their shot at the playoff became a little more of a long shot just because there are fewer weeks now, but bear with me. They need to beat Minnesota and then have a big win against preferably Ohio State because they're a stronger team, right? If Ohio State gets to the Big Ten championship, you get a big win over them. That's a booster. Ohio State would then become the three seed uh, with two losses, but they would be the best two-loss team. Every two-loss team needs to lose this week, ranked ones that are ranked ahead of Wisconsin. That includes Mississippi State over Ole Miss, Boston College over Wake Forest, Texas Tech over Baylor, Oregon State over Oregon, and Penn State over Michigan State. Then Cincinnati needs to win out. They would be the two seed. Georgia needs to win out. They would be the one seed. So that would make Wisconsin the four, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Georgia. What else needs to happen? Notre Dame needs to get absolutely blown out this weekend because this is their last game of the season, no conference championship. So then they would have two losses, and hopefully one of them is really bad. Then Alabama needs to lose this weekend to Auburn and then also to Georgia in the SEC championship. Finally, Oklahoma needs to destroy Oklahoma State this week. And then Big 12 championship, Oklahoma State needs to destroy Oklahoma, which would give both of them two losses and weird losses and everyone would be debating whether one of those teams would get in. Yet Wisconsin, I think, would still have a, a more polished resume. Even in that scenario, there's a chance they don't get in, but we're daring to dream. We're daring to dream. Now, what is my Bill Barr uh, promo going to be? Maybe it's if Wisconsin makes the playoffs. No, uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we'll do something a little more realistic than that. Ben, I'm thinking here. How about, a, how about a Brady Shipper touchdown? Any Brady Shipper touchdown at any point? Any Brady Shipper touchdown. I kind of like that. I kind of like that, too. I kind of like that, that, too. That's one of those things where you go into a Thursday night football game between two terrible NFL teams. You bet some random player to score the first touchdown. No chance it happens. But until someone else scores, you're having fun a little bit. Brady Shipper it is. Brady Shipper it is. Why not? Let it fly. A Brady Shipper touchdown for a Bill Bar box. Um, one final thing. So, so what? We'll do keys tomorrow. Yeah, we can do some keys tomorrow. And uh, also want to talk, of course, about Wisconsin St. Mary's and kind of wrap up the whole Mountain yes. Invitational. And then on Friday, of course, we'll make predictions. We'll talk. We'll talk all that Wisconsin, Minnesota stuff. Um, I, I have good nuggets on uh, the statistical areas to watch on Saturday. Save them for tomorrow. Um, Last thing, though, uh, P.J. Fleck in his press conference on Monday called Leo Chanel thick. <laughs> I'm going to go find that, that bite. Thick. As always, I'm Wisconsin. We will see you on Thursday.